0: This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. The, yes, the Suicide Squad is here. Not to be confused with Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad by James Gunn is finally here. And I think we can all agree that the Suicide Squad is easily James Gunn's best work, okay? I even like the ridiculousness of the movie. The sheer stupidity of the movie was really my favorite part. I mean, they were fighting... A big-ass starfish. Starro. Yes, Starro is from the comics. Don't ask me. He is. Fighting a big-ass star me or star you. You know, (laughs) I was looking for Misty. Come on, Misty. The cartoon, you know what? The Pokemon cartoon did Misty dirty because she really only ever released those two Pokemon. She was supposed to be like a whole water master, but she could only control two damn water Pokemon. Thank God she finally got Togepi because she was <sighs> she was really a struggling-ass Gym master. They could have at least given that girl Gyarados or something. Thankfully, her sisters at least ran the gym while she was out being Doherty Explorer with Ash and Brock. You know what? I'm off track. This is your bonus episode of Reality and Comics 2. It is time to talk about the Suicide Squad. Let's do it. Woo! Woo! That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2 Oh Hi, everyone. Let me just start off by saying I'm not even going to pussyfoot around. I'm going to get right into it. Let me just start off by saying that I am proud of DC Comics. I'm proud of the DCEU for putting out not one, but two stellar movies in the same year. I'm not used to that from DC, okay? I get all my movie, you know, comic book movie content from Marvel. I watch all the DC movies, but you know, I, you know, like New York said, you know, she's a cute girl, but you know, cute next to gorgeous, gorgeous, gonna, you know, devour cute. Um, you know, I'm, okay, you know what? Let me just give them their props, okay? Congrats to DC Your first great project of the year was, of course, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, many may argue that, of course, it's going to be great. The man had time to sit back and hear all the criticism and then put together the best possible movie there was. I mean, that might be true, but still, still a fantastic project. And now you have The Suicide Squad. Now, y'all could have changed the title just a little bit to not confuse people, but Hey, I mean, it's a confusing-ass genre. It's confusing-ass characters, confusing-ass movies. You know, it's just a lot of confusion. So I guess, you know, the, at the beginning, is in keeping with theme. I think my favorite thing about this movie, though, they let Viola Davis off of the leash, and they let this Oscar-winning actress act they let her act. That is what I wanted. Listen, she played an important role in the first Suicide Squad, but they, uh, it was Viola Davis for the sake of having Viola Davis. Like, you, they, they didn't flush out the character. You know, Amanda Waller, the Suicide Squad is hers in the comics. We fucking know. Let Amanda Waller do her thing. Viola Davis, you have somebody that could win, I mean, a gazillion more Oscars, In Our Lifetime, Let the Woman Act, Idris Elba, my God, I mean, these are just, John Cena, these are performances all the way around, but I I especially wanted to highlight Viola Davis. Now, look, the only thing that was missing was the iconic... Viola Davis snot bubble, okay? we didn't have. She didn't have any crime scenes, but, you know, whatever. I'll just watch Fences again. But, Dol- Viola Davis, you did the damn thing. You did exactly what I needed you to do. Before I get deep into this recap, let me actually throw it over to Quinn from the Know That, A Real Housewives podcast. He had a couple of thoughts on this movie. Just, you know, overall, the performances, what he liked about everything. Let me throw it over to Quinn so much to say about the suicide squad you have Viola Davis and Idris acting for no reason you have gratuitous bold shots from John Cena you have post credit scenes you have great fight scenes disgusting things happening great villain starro but i think i liked it i felt like i was watching a deadpool movie more often than not and i think that's a good move for dc that is a fan fantastic point. We all love the Deadpool movies. I'm a little nervous about Deadpool 3. Hopefully they still, you know, let Ryan Reynolds have complete control. But that's a, that's a, actually a great comparison. This movie was super funny. It was action-packed. It was, you know, uh gasp-worthy moments. It was everything. It was fun. It it, it it was definitely a Deadpool movie for DC. Listen, DC needed to make some changes. I'm glad they're finally doing it. You know, Justice League was a fantastic movie, but it didn't I'm sorry, wait, hold on. Ho hold, ho hold, ho hold, ho ho hold, hold, hold on. Zack Snyder's Justice League was a fantastic movie. I don't want there to be no no confusion, okay? There will be no possibility of y'all using that sound bite against my ass. No, no, no. Zack Snyder's Justice League is a fantastic movie, but it's very different from the suicide squad. Very different. And you know, the, the laughs were more so on par with a more family friendly movie. Whereas this one, I mean, (laughs) I don't know if you want to take the kids to the movie theater to see this, but you know, it, it did what it needed to fucking do. Okay. Let's just go ahead and get into the recap. The movie opens with Viola Davis, a.k.a. Amanda Waller, once again putting together a little squad for a covert operation that surely will end their lives, okay? But the reward, 10 years off of their prison sentence. Now, keep in mind, most of these people are serving, like, Double and triple life sentences So at this point These motherfuckers are really just doing it for fun Okay, child You can tell by the team that she put together That they weren't meant to make it very long We've got Captain Boomerang Who we know from the first suicide movie We've got Blackguard A.K.A. Pete Davidson We've got Mungal, Javelin The Detachable Kid, TDK Weasel, yes An actual weasel and Harley Motherfucking Quinn, aka Margot Robbie. And of course the guy that, you know, kicked off the entire movie himself, Savant. Now, I would do a character breakdown, but child, you don't need to know none of these damn people. They really only a distraction. They die from uh an Amanda Waller ambush almost immediately upon arrival to Corto Maltese. Also that the other team, aka the real Suicide Squad, could safely infiltrate the island. (laughs) The best thing about the absolute carnage that ensues during this scene is Savant just kind of sitting back and watching in absolute horror this huge massacre happening right before his eyes and then he's like, you know what, fuck it, and he tries to escape. But this is a good lesson for us. Remember... Just like in the first Suicide suicide Squad, ooh, that's going to trip me up all damn episode, Lord. Just like in the first Kill Yourself Squad movie shit, Amanda Waller actually puts in little detonators in the back of their heads. They're injected before they leave the prison so that if they ever try to escape or they buck the system or Rick Flagg thinks they're being insubordinate, whatever the case may be, Amanda Waller can just push one button, boom, Head goes Boomington. Now, before we switch over to the creation of Team 2, let me clear up a kind of misconception. A misconception, actually, that I was under until I watched this movie. I thought, for some odd reason, and I feel like this is what was originally reported to us, I thought Idris Elba was casted to play Will Smith's character, Deadshot. I literally thought he was gonna be the exact same character, same name, same iteration, same everything, just a different actor playing him. Cha, you know, like they're doing soap operas. You know, it'd be a, a whole new motherfucker one day. And the role of K. Smith is being played by Jessica Walton. You're like, what what, what happened to the girl that was were playing on last week? You know what I'm talking about. That's what I was under the impression that was happening. He was not. He is actually playing Bloodsport, now, let me kind of break down both characters really quickly, you know since i'm I'm such a benevolent podcaster, you know, I am the generous queen, acts Miss Ellen, so the character Bloodsport, you the one that you mean this movie, played by Idris Elba, is usually in comics a Superman villain. He's worked with Lex Luthor many a times to get like these kind of futuristic weapons that, uh, you know, usually all fire kryptonite bullets. As you all know, if you watch uh, Lois and Superman on CW or if you've ever seen any type of Superman media, then you know that kryptonite is his weakness. We all know that that's his weakness. There have been a couple of different blood sports, but... Oh lord, I'm going through it right now. There've been a couple of different ones, but the one we see in the movie is Robert Dubois. Not to be confused <laughs> with WEB, okay? Let me stop. <laughs> in the movie, Amanda Waller actually makes it known that, you know, he put Superman in the ICU by firing one of these, you know, kryptonite bullets at him. Kind of confirming that his story is pretty similar to the one from that we know from comics. Deadshot, on the other hand, is Floyd Laden, So keep in mind, Bloodsport, that is Robert Dubois. Deadshot, that's Floyd Laden, And he had a much more kind of storied history in DC Comics. His backstory is very much tied to the Suicide Squad, where he was basically, just like in the Force movie, kind of forced to volunteer to join the group. Funny enough, in the actual comics, though, his original Suicide Squad... Is like a mixture of the characters between the first movie and this current movie that just came out. I think the only one that we haven't met is Black Spider. I'm pretty sure it's the only one of like the original Suicide Squad that we haven't met in the movies yet. He, Deadshot, was almost a well was a member of the Secret Six which is like Lex Luthor's little gang, 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 for a minute. Not too long, though, but his primary, like, well, you know how they have, like, best-known ass for actors? His best-known ass as a comic book character is definitely the Suicide Squad. The opening monologue, showing how everybody died as they're, like, showing them as deceased on the computer screens, is fucking hilarious. Great way of setting up... Basically, it's basically setting us up to, you know, believe that the team we're about to see is actually important to the plot. Like this team literally died within, I think the opening credits started rolling around the 13 minute mark. (laughs) And so it kind of sets up, you know, to say that, hey, these are actually the people you need to pay attention to. These people over here, you know, they were just a little, you know, a little around the house. You know, you don't need to know them for, for much else. Immediately after this, we cut to Bloodsport doing like a, a cleaning montage in jail. And then he's getting an offer from Amanda Waller. This is three days before the opening death scene. The opening massacre. <laughs> uh, massive attack. Massive attack. Let me stop. How does Nicki Minaj make her way into this podcast? I'm not a Barb. Or am I? Oh, dear. It's been a wreck. I've been having my own like personal reckoning. This past year. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, he's initially, re- you know, he kind of initially refuses. He does not want to do this, but then he finds out that he actually has a visitor today and it's his daughter. It's Storm Reed, the actress that plays the daughter. Storm Reed, not a, a character, you know, not Aurora Monroe Storm, no. It's Storm Reed who is like killing it in the acting game right now. When the fuck is euphoria coming back? Like, I'm, you know what? Let me not go down that rabbit hole, okay? Anyway, she tells him, after this, like, hilarious, profanity-fueled argument, you know, it's plenty of, fuck you, no, fuck you, fuck you, no, fuck you, fuck you, a lot of those, you know, type of exchanges going on, that we actually receive, we actually find out that she received an offer from Amanda Waller to help her avoid prison time. Bloodsport, obviously, after hearing the threats (laughs) from Amanda's mouth directly, Ends up accepting her, you know, kind of bid to become part of the Suicide Squad. Now we meet the others. First, John Smith, a.k.a. Peacekeeper. I'm sorry, Peacemaker. I'm going to say Peacekeeper probably a million times. I'm so into other sci-fi shit right now. Peacemaker, a.k.a. John Cena. See, his name, in the comic books at least, used to be Christopher Schmidt. It wasn't Christopher Smith until he like came over to America like his father was killed in the war. He came over here. He was starting a lot of shit, you know, he was supposed to be a good guy, went into the army, wasn't doing right. They put him in the peacemaker program and yada yada yada. He's got a long kind of well not not super long like story history like Deadshot does, but he, you know, we we know him from DC Comics, okay? That's all you need to know. You'll know him from this movie and other upcoming DC projects too we get King Shark, aka Nanaui, Nana, 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 somebody child, Cleo Caso, aka Ratcatcher 2, because Ratcatcher 1 died, <laughs> and lastly, Abner Creel, aka the Polka Dot Man, who throws Polka Dots at people, so there's that. Once we meet the main squadians, <laughs> we get Amanda Waller, telling us basically the plot of the movie. Now pay attention, okay? Because I'm only going to say this shit once. I ain't going to repeat this shit a million times. Pay attention, and then we're going to go through the rest of the movie, okay? The movie is going to take place in Corto Maltese, which is off the coast of South America. It's been ruled by the Herrera family for like a century now with an iron fist, but a recent coup actually caused the family like to be hanged, and now there's a new power in Corto Maltese. And the new people are very, very anti-America, okay? Anti-America, anti-American. They are not for us. The mission, however, isn't to kill the new people that are in power. It's to get inside Jodenheim, or I'm sorry, jo- you know Jodenheim here, which is a uh, scientific research facility. Marvel fans, however, which, you know, y'all listen to me for usually, Y'all know Jotunheim, I should say Jotunheim, as the home of the Frost Giants, aka Loki's biological people. So get that out of your mind right now. That's not where we're going. We're not going to see the Frost Giants. We're just going to this tall ass prison like building that has a so called secret weapon inside. We're in the DCU, people, okay? We're not in the MCU, okay? <laughs> We're going to the ghetto for just a minute, okay? As Nene Leak says, this ain't the Oscars, is it? Okay, well, you know what? Let me stop because this and Zack Matter Justice League, y'all have given me hope for the DCEU. I am hopeful for the DCEU, okay? Inside is something called Project Starfish, which could be potentially cataclysmic if it's in the wrong hands. And the wrong hands are definitely the people that are now in power in Corto Maltese. So to do this, they'll need to get Gaius Greaves, AKA The Thinker, since Project Starfish is basically like his brainchild. Cut to three days later, when the movie first opened, now they're safely on the island. The banter between this Suicide Squad variation is ridiculous. Like, I feel like I laughed throughout the entire movie, especially when Peacemaker and Bloodsport were arguing. We find out that Harley Quinn isn't actually dead like the others are, and neither is Flag, AKA Joel Kinnaman. Y'all know Joel Kinnaman, uh, Altered Carbon, and, uh, ooh, what's that show on Amazon that I really, really like? I can't think of the good name. It's about him and his daughter that live out, live out in the woods, and, uh, child, y'all know the name of it. I can't think of the name of that shit, but y'all know him. Uh, House of Cards. Yeah, y'all. He in every damn thing. Shit. During, <laughs> during them trying to make it from one side of the island to the other one, we learn a few things. Bloodsport is afraid of rats. King Shark has never had any friends, so he tries to eat people. Polka Dot Man has to expel intergalactic energy from his body every so often, or he'll die. And John Cena looks aggressively good in tidy whities <laughs> I will say, though, I couldn't exactly understand the shape of his dick in these tidy whities Yes, I looked, and I don't know if, like, the cock sock was twisted or if it was designed to be intentionally unsexed. I don't know. I <laughs> I, I really can't tell you, but I'm, I'm just saying I paused and I looked and I had observation. Okay. Once they find out that Flagg is alive, the new directive is to rescue him first. The scene to get Rick Flagg is fucking hilarious. Bloodsport and Peacemaker are like competing to see who's the most impressive, because keep in mind, they basically have the same skill set, no matter what either one of them says. They both, they basically the same damn character, except one black and one white shit. While they're doing all of that, the damn rat lady, aka Rat Catcher 2, she got these damn rats showing the blackest part of their ass everywhere. We even get a full frontal from a random South American man. Now see, I watch a lot of Love Island, so I'm not a stranger to like a random South American dick just popping up on the scene. You know, it's pretty standard now. While we're talking about this scene, though, we get the introduction of the running joke of the movie, which is polka dot man (laughs) being able to kill people because he imagines that he's killing his mother. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it either. Well, I mean, I do get it. He explains it pretty in depth later, but boy, oh boy. I mean, that's some, that's some rabbit hole shit right there. They make it to Rick Flagg and we find out that all of the people that they literally just massacred are actually the good guys. <laughs> They're the ones that rescued Flagg in the first place oh we cut to the quote-unquote bad guys even though they're really kind of like the the mini bad guys of the movie like they're the, the the subplot villains you know they're not really the bad guys but you know we we got much bigger fish to fry and no bitch i'm not talking about a fish fry like we do down here in the south when we put spaghetti and coleslaw on the side of the fried fish and look I don't want none of you northerners trying to tell me spaghetti is a main dish, okay? No, bitch. It go on the side of a meat, okay? Don't argue with me. Argue with your mammy. I'm only mentioning this scene now because one of the villains is Don Neto from Narcos, Mexico. Do y'all watch Narcos? Narcos is like hands down one of the best Netflix shows, like hands down. I'm talking about the original and Narcos Mexico. Both of them, chef's kiss. You better get into it. This scene also shows us footage of Project Starfish, basically... At work, like they're looking at it when the, the astronauts are there with it, and then it's you know it's multiplying, it's taking hold of their physical bodies, which is just like the uh, the starros in the comic. You know, they're basically parasite starfish that can take a hold of your body, get your energy, all this kind of stuff, etc., etc., etc. Back to Harley Quinn, and let me just say, I absolutely love Birds of Prey. Now, I know that might be controversial to to some people, to a certain sect of comic book fans, but you know, I'm far from like a, a stuck up ass comic book fan. I enjoy what I enjoy. I like stories that are centered around different types of characters told in different kinds of ways. Like I'm pretty open minded when it comes to digesting all things comic books. With that being said, I think that this movie is really Harley at her best. The best Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn that we've seen thus far. But if you say Birds of Prey, you know, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just saying, you know, it, 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 it does what it needs to do for me. OK, Harley is taken to one of the bad men, not Don Neto, but the other like the young, handsome guy. And he wants to like woo her and propose to her and have her as his wife because the citizens love her. They said that she'd make the perfect wife. Listen, Harley and this man proceeded to have, proceeded to have sex that we can only imagine. Or we can only see if we click on the right category on X videos or Pornhub or XNXX or, you know, uh sex tube, or, you know, one of them kind of people, you know, red tube, you know. OK, let me stop. <clears throat> they were breaking glass. They were setting shit on fire. they Everything. Yes, Lord. I know that's right. Harley said Joker who? <laughs> Why have a Joker when you can have a king? I mean, I know he was president, but I needed to make the joke. OK, you know what the fuck I mean? The conversation after (laughs) must've been less than desirable because Harley killed his ass immediately because of the quote unquote red flags. She wanted to do the healthy thing and murder him. Yeah. She wanted to do the healthy thing and murder him, which is what she promised herself she would do. I know that's right. Harley. Don't, don't let no man, uh, (laughs) lead you asunder. Okay. Okay. Look, the guards come in, they take Harley prisoner, and now Don Neto is president. I didn't bother learning his name in this movie. He going to be Don Neto, okay? If your mama named you Don Neto, I'm going to call you Don Neto. He agreed to keep Harley alive, temporarily at least, because he's going to get a lot of information out of her. Mainly, where the hell the rest of the Americans are. Cut back to the squad, Polka Dot Man tells his story about his mom's obsession with making him and all his siblings into superheroes. Some died, some made it, but you know she worked at Star Labs and she basically fucked them kids up. Okay, now he's got to expel those damn dots twice a day, or he's gonna explode. He gonna he go he go he going to join Elizabeth in a big duplex in the sky. Okay, this scene was supposed to be like. A super serious moment. But once again, we get the joke about his mom being everywhere, and it cracked my shit up. Then James Gunn, he didn't make it no better. He gave this lady some wide hips. Like his mama was shaped like the mama from Dexter's laboratory. Like he he knew what he was doing. Hell. They go to meet Milton, who y'all whose name you'll hear a lot more in the movie. But they go to greet Milton. And he's got to escort them around and, you know, he brought them some supplies, you know, everything else that, you know, you would expect from a contact on the ground, boots on the ground. They're going to a strip club to ambush the thinker. They arrive at what's called uh, La Gatita Amable, which translates to the kind kitten in Spanish. (laughs) And now they've got to wait for him to arrive. Side note, did you catch that Palm Clemente cameo inside the strip club? See, yet another James Gunn movie with Palm, a.k.a. Mantis from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Okay, okay, okay. We love connectivity. You know, so many parts of this movie actually reminded me of the MCU. When Polka Dot Man was, you know, out there on the dance floor, dancing his little offbeat heart out i instantly flashed back to the infamous zemo dancing scene inside the club in falcon and the winter soldier see it's a lot of marvel references i feel like james gunn did this on purpose maybe he was being a little petty maybe he was just paying a little you know a little piece of tribute a little piece of homage i don't know but you know what i dig it before i get into this next scene i wanted to let y'all know the thinker the guy who had all the stuff, <laughs> the guy that had all the stuff sticking out of his head, who I'm going to play a clip from Kaya from the Bravo Wall Black podcast in a minute, who calls him the white coolio, which is pretty accurate. He, <laughs> he actually is in, uh, you know, DC Comics. He is actually an adversary of the Suicide Squad before, you know, he's, He's been in the same jail as uh like Deadshot and all those guys, and he actually like kind of underestimated them one time and ended up getting banished to like a whole other dimension. So yes, he does come from comics. You know, I get the random questions I get is just like is something kind of you know comic accurate or do they come from comics or are they like a you know a whole new character? So I try to mention that when I think about it about some of these characters. The Thinker finally arrived, and Bloodsport quickly like makes his way to him and begins to escort him out. It's at this point when the authorities come in looking for "quote unquote" the Americans. They send the Thinker out the back of the little strip club with Ratcatcher two and Polka Dot Man, and the rest have a plan and they surrender. In the vans in captivity, they find out that Harley, for the time being at least, is still alive. Child, they end up killing the damn guards with one damn touch, and they free themselves. This scene is so, like, visually ridiculous that it's beautiful. Like, it's it's everything we need it to be. Peacemaker takes the gun, shoots a big-ass hole through, like, the barrier between the back of the the uh, transport van to the front of it. And then has to, like, stick his arm out there to try to drive it. It's a mess, like... The truck flips over, but somehow they all, like, you know, it goes down to a ditch, rolls down a hill, but somehow they all come out in one piece. Now, it's Operation Save Harley instead of Operation Jodenheim because, well, they think it's Operation Save Harley, but child, Harley don't need no goddamn help. Hey, have you guys checked out the dip? It's the site that allows you to read articles about some of your favorite shows written by experts and fans focused on depth, not on clicks. Their personalized subscription site allows you to follow high quality coverage surrounding the shows that you love and the shows you love only. I just got done reading an article about WandaVision, you know, one of my favorite MCU projects, and it said the only logical follow up is Howard the Duck. It's insane. I mean, I love it. Check out the link in my podcast episode description. Click around on some of those articles and sign up for the dip today. Before I get into this next section and, you know, talk about the the final act of it as well. I'm actually gonna throw it over to Kea from the Bravo Wild Black Podcast. I know y'all are tired of just, you know, you've been hearing from me for about 30 minutes now. So let me me break it up a little bit. Let me break up the air, the dead air in the room. And let me throw it over to somebody else. She's gonna give her thoughts on the movie, what she thought was funny, what she hated. And she's gonna give y'all a controversial opinion. You know, I don't like to get voice messages only from people that are gonna agree with me. I love it when people send me kind of conflicting voice messages that go against my opinion. One, because it makes me think. But two, I like to present a lot of different sides to you guys because, you know, sometimes y'all hear me and you're like, you know, yeah, okay. I see your point. I get it. But then when you hear somebody else, echoing everything you're thinking you feel a little more vindicated in your feelings so i never want to you know snatch your feelings away from you so let me throw it over to kaya who got a whole 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 lot to say okay hey it is
1: kaya Kaya from the bravo Wild black podcast and the dip um i just finished watching the suicide squad i have thoughts questions observations it was fun until it wasn't. Like, okay, I'm. Conf- I'm. Sometimes I can be fucking dumb, so I don't mind being confused, especially with action movies because action movies are not my thing at all. I like the drama. I like the comedy. Um, but it wasn't just like confusion. I just don't even understand like the fucking point. Um. I'm okay with movies not having a point also, if that's it. But it was just, a lot happened. Some key players were missing, replaced by other key players. You know, they swapped out Will Smith with Idris Elba, which is not a bad swap at all, if you know what I'm saying, with that British accent, baby, and that body-oddy-oddy. But um, then, you know, I don't understand what happened to Pete Davidson. Like, they showed him at the beginning, and then... Like, he kind of, like, disappeared. So I think that James Gunn honestly, like, just used him to get the thirsty bitches that are obsessed with Pete Davidson (laughs) to watch the movie. Um, You know, Harley carried even though she looked like that dancing red dress emoji the entire movie, you know, she carried. John Cena loved his fine ass, you know. If you saw that part that I saw... (laughs) You might have zoomed in for a bit, you know, that's my man, if you can see him, you know, sometimes you can't see him, you know, that running joke. Um, What else happened? I, I don't really know who the villain was. There was, like, some white guy that looked like Julio, and then there was a fucking starfish, and the starfish, like, got bigger or something? Was that the villain? What the fuck was really going on here? Also, I miss Jared Leto as the Joker. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. The original Suicide Squad was actually a good movie. You guys are just fucking haters, and you just fucking hate DC for no reason. Where the hell is Cara Delevingne? Because she was fine as hell in that, too. Um, Why the hell did John Cena have on that Bugle Boy family dollar? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. The Bugle Boy family dollar fucking superhero outfit. I'm not really sure who died, who stayed alive. I know Harley is alive. I know Idris is alive. I know that girl... Oh, speaking of that girl that has like rats randomly, what was the point of that? (laughs) Like, her power was literally controlling rats. Like, where did the rats come from? All of a sudden, like, she was standing there and a fucking bunch of rats, like, came around. I do like the choreography of, like, that Harley Quinn scene where she's, like, breaking out. I liked some of the jokes, especially that corny ass joke that Harley Quinn made when that fine ass dude that she killed was like um can I be frank and she's like you might be I was like <laughs> good one um I'll be honest it lost me around the last 45 minutes of it just because just so many things are happening I don't know any of these people honestly um but yeah you know it was a movie I'm glad that it was free on HBO Max James Gunn needs to stop fucking playing around and do that damn um Guardians of the Galaxy shit so we can get this whole other cinematic universe going you know I give it out of five stars I don't know I give it like a C or something like you know like fucking nothing makes sense also who's the dude in the yellow shirt like what? what what's going on why did Viola Davis sign on to do this movie is she just like you know what fuck it why not she's a badass bitch though I'll tell you that much so yeah those are my thoughts Oh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was a shark. (laughs) They had a shark and, like, he had on, like, some jorts, and he was definitely the most relatable one. I don't know. I I just don't know. I am gobsmacked. Kendrick is probably going to have to edit this because I'm literally rambling at this point, but, um,. Then there's that one weird part where they like went in that bar where it seems like Grimes would probably be performing with Elon Musk and X in the background and a whole bunch of shit went on. Also, um, Rue's sister, Zanea's little sister from Euphoria, I think that's Storm Reed, um, or if it's not, correct me if I'm wrong. She needed to get back on Euphoria. The fuck she doing on a Suicide Squad set? Okay, like I am. And they had basically the same fucking um, plot line as Will Smith's Deadshot. Wait, what was this dude's name? What was Idris' name? Was it Bloodshot? Are they brothers? Anyways, is this comic book accurate? That's what I need to know. Is this like, did this happen on the Suicide Squad? Who are real people who aren't real people? I know obviously Harley is real. Is the shark a real comic book hero? Is John Cena's character a real comic book hero? um what actually happened on this movie i can't wait to listen to the podcast to see what happened because i just refused to use up one of my free vulture articles to read about this i think that the first one was way better it made a lot more sense and it was more um non-comic book reader friendly but i can't even say that this is comic book accurate it was just a complete fucking mind fuck i don't completely hate it but i can i can tell you this much however much they fucking spent on that movie was too much period okay bye
0: that was a whole mess and i loved every minute of it (laughs) she actually she brought up a good point though i didn't necessarily talk about king shark and if he came from comics or not short answer yes he does so in the comics he is they kind of consider him a god but I don't know, He he's considered like, you know, within the line of gods, like for Hawaii. And so he actually, his father, I think was, ooh, I might be remembered this wrong, but I think his father was taken into custody by like the US government. And I think they took him as a result too. And so he ended up being like raised in the same jail as like dead shot and all the other like suicide squad members. He was raised, but like, when he became older, Amanda Waller would like have him tortured and all that kind of stuff to make sure that he could be like a loyal member of the suicide squad. And so he like goes on to be like a great member and you know, all this kind of stuff. But then he ends up like disappearing at some point in his tenure. So yes, long story short King shark is from DC comics. All right, let me get back on track. This is the point of the movie where it might be my favorite scene of the movie. Harley Quinn's fight scenes, both in this movie and birds of prey are just fucking top notch for me. Harley, after being tortured for God knows how long manages to choke out one of the guards with just her legs, get the keys off of him with just her feet and then unlock her handcuffs with just her feet. Then All hell breaks loose when Harley exits the room with a gun, uses all those bullets, grabs another gun, and lets hell rain down. See, one thing about Harley Quinn's action scenes, they always involve like ribbon and colors and flowers and sparkles and glitter, everything else. And it makes them so visually satisfying. I've said it before, but... A lot of the times Harley's action scenes tend to look the most comic booky, if that's a term, like in terms of like bringing the page to life. They show, you know, they show up to save her, but she's already out there (laughs) after killing uh, what 90% of the people that's already in the damn building. So Harley don't need saving. She got this. It's now time to get inside of Jotunheim. They're on the roof detailing their plan and Harley is fucking hilarious and unseen, uh, you know, unhinged and chaotic as ever in this damn scene. I love this kind of iteration of the suicide squad that we're getting. I wish that Jay Courtney's character, Boomerang, I really wish that he wouldn't have died, but that's mostly because I'm such a big fan of his. They have the tinker drive up to the building to get past security. Then they get out and let freedom rain on their asses they aggressively use the Thinker's retinal scan to get inside. And I mean, Peacemaker is wrecking that man's damn head to get inside that building. It's now kind of like the final act of the movie. This is when we finally get to see Starro, who, yes, as I said before, is a comic book character. It's also when we find out that America has been complicit in all of these experiments that have been going on. Child, look, this is almost like a backdoor pilot to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. (laughs) Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. I don't want to piss off no DC fans. The final act is told in like two different halves. Flag wants, you know, to expose this, but Peacemaker has actually secretly been working for Amanda Waller all this time, and he refuses to let him take the hard drive. This causes a drag-out fight that's interrupted when an explosion occurs and basically frees Starro, which results in the Thinker immediately getting ripped in half. Flag and Peacemaker resume fighting, and Flag ends up getting stabbed deeply in the heart and dying. Ratcatcher Two winds up with the you know the, the hard drive, flash drive, whatever the hell it is. And it's a cliffhanger as to you know whether she dies or not, because we actually cut away to eight minutes earlier with Bloodsport and Harley and all the others. Milton, <laughs> the man that showed up, you know, with the, the supplies and was transportation and all that stuff, his ass gets killed quickly, and they almost they almost all get blown up when uh polka dot man uses his powers and trips off one of the explosives. The building is wrecked all the hell and king shark ends up falling down you know all the way stories and stories all the way down to the ground but he ends up getting up you know of course eating a couple people fucking some folk up you know how king shark do everyone else is still managing to hang on but barely i love when idris is falling down <laughs> with all of the floors of the building it's such a like visually cool scene like it's just I don't know it's a dope ass scene that you wouldn't expect to actually look right on camera. Like, you know, it it sounds good in script, but I feel like we've uh, seen so many others attempt to do it so many times that it it never just really looks right. This one I actually was a fan of how this came across. This is uh when actually our two halves of the final act finally converge because Bloodsport lands there just in time as Peacemaker is about to kill Ratcatcher 2. One bullet decides the fate of everything. Bloodsport uses a smaller bullet to fire at Peacemaker's bigger bullet, which, of course, harkens back to the beginning of the movie where he has that line about, you know, well, I use smaller bullets and I aim at smaller targets, you know, all that kind of stuff when they were going back and forth. So a little bit of foreshadowing was there. And he shoots him right in the throat. Starro finally makes his major appearance and now we got action. Starro must be musty as hell though because he starts shooting little baby Starro's at his armpit to you know take over everybody's body. Poor Don Neto doesn't know what to do and they get his ass too. Starro actually uses Don Neto to say the city is mine and Starro and all the little baby Starro's head towards the town. Absolute destruction and mayos, not mayos, mayhem and chaos start to occur. I wasn't even going to say chaos. Why did that just come to my mind? I'm such a chaotic. I can't talk today. You, you, screw it. Y'all love me anyway. Just lo- love me through it. Y'all know my Southern ass can't talk. Absolute destruction and mayhem. There we go. Seeing that little girl that was like two or three years old by herself, scared. It, it made me so sad. Y'all probably didn't even notice it. It was such a quick little moment, but I don't know. She looked like one of my little cousins. I was just like, oh, poor little baby. Poor little tank tank. Fuck you, Starro. <laughs> I was happy for you at first, but fuck you. Bloodsport on the command of Amanda Waller was about to, you know. Just say, fuck it. I'm about to leave and all that. But Ratcatcher 2 actually got to him and convinced him to stay and help out the people. They, meaning the people that were inside the building with Amanda, knocked her ass out cold. They did her like Debo did, Red and goddamn Friday. Knocked her ass out. You got knocked the fuck out. The Suicide The Suicide Squad the, the Kill Yourself people kick in the high gear and they team up against Starro. This part of the movie made me holler because they made Polka Dot Man believe that Starro was his mother. And the visual of this scene alone was worth the price of the ticket. Or child worth the HBO Max subscription, whatever route you went. I'm not, you know, I do, do whatever you feel comfortable with. I damn sure didn't go to theaters to see it. I went to see Black Widow and that already had me a little shook up because I wasn't expecting them theaters to be that damn crowded, okay? Anyway, he fucked Starro's leg up promptly and got his ass killed immediately. But child, just when we think Rat Catcher 2 doesn't have a damn purpose, She's the one that ends up saving the day. She sends all those damn rats after them little baby Star Starro's and the, the big Starro too. And Starro, you know, fends them off from, you know, while he's walking through the town, kicking shit over. Harley takes the javelin that she's been holding on to all movie and launches at that big eye but it must be all water or I don't know, but she goes right through that damn hole. The hole she creates lets all of the rats inside of like, they start like chewing on his, I don't know if it's membrane or veins and things. I don't know, but boom success. That shit sounded so ridiculous saying out loud. I know it. That just sounded fucking ridiculous, but yes, the rats killed the starfish. Okay. That's all you need to know. Bloodsport gets the footage from uh, Ratcatcher 1 and he uploads it to a server and uses it to threaten Amanda Waller, who agrees to all of his terms. And he even loses his fear of rats by the end of the movie. Ain't God good? Won't he do it? We do get two post-credit scenes, though, that I want to just kind of touch on super briefly. One of them showing us that Weasel, from the beginning of the movie, is actually, in fact, alive, which... I I don't know, maybe he'll pop up in another project? I, I don't know. I I don't know what the point of that was, but, you know, it was a good little post credit scene, so I won't, you know, the, don't cry for me, Savannah. And two, Peacemaker is also alive. He's hospitalized. He's beaten up badly. He's touch and go, but he is alive. Well, duh, because he got a show coming out in 2022, so, I mean, it would make sense for him to live, right? We've known about this show forever, I feel, but I feel like I haven't seen much about it. I don't know. I've seen a couple, I get like random updates and notifications, but not so many. I don't know, I haven't seen much about this. I'm hoping they, child at this point, I'm hoping y'all almost done filming and it's in post-production or something, but I don't know, we'll see. Y'all, Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, gave me everything I needed. I might pick, you know, one of them to watch again this weekend. I don't know if it'll be that or that long-ass Justice League. But, you know, I like that long-ass Justice League. So, I might, you know, I might check it out, you know. While listen to my review. Watch the movie if you haven't thought about watching it yet. Check it out. I think it's a great one. If you love action movie, if you love ridiculousness, if you love the funny, check it out. It's my ball head hole winner of the week, okay? <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, that's a segment I'm playing with, but I think it's my ball head hole award of the week. And I definitely enjoyed it, you know, and it's gone up against some stiff reality TV show competition. So you know what? I'm gonna give it the award, okay? Oh, Lord. You know what? Y'all, that's all I got for you. Go check the movie out. I give it a solid nine out of 10, I enjoyed The Suicide Squad. Definitely James Gunn's best movie, in my opinion. And you know what? I'm going to shut the hell up so y'all can go and watch it. See ya! Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? That's at Reality Comics 2. T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya!